Eric Filipkowski here with the Chad Robuckle Podcast for Saturday, July 15th, 2006. My guest today is none other than Rick Ferguson, who just informed me he is a predator. Hello! So, uh, producer, writer, editor yes. is, is pre- not like... Not like a sexual predator. Well, you're that too. Come on, let's be honest. All right, all right. You're right. So, you're bald, right? Yes, completely. Now, here's something I've been wondering for a while. Okay. Are you one of those guys who's actually bald? Or do you shave your head for the fun of it? Or is it because you are losing your hair and you don't want to be one of those guys with, like, the comb over? That is pretty much why. I, the, the third reason. Yes. I, I do shave it because I do have hair along the, the outside, but not on top. And... Uh, I kind of look like a child molester when you kind of let it grow in. and. Well, it's tough, you know, being a predator and all. Right, right. So, yes, no, I, I, it, it's to compensate for the lack of hair on top of my head, so I take it all off. and. Uh, so you're, you're kind of, you're kind of uh, heading it off at the pass, Correct. as it were. Yes. yes. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Now, you're Canadian, eh? I, I am. I, well, explain uh, yourself. <laughs> we are the uh, Switzerland of uh, North America, I would say. We don't like because of your chocolate off. production. No, because we don't like to piss anyone off. You know, we try and stay on everybody's good side. But don't you end up pissing everyone off? Everyone kind of hates Canada. I don't think so, Eric. I don't think so. No, no. I think... Well, maybe it's just me. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of bald people, did you see Superman? I did. Yeah. What happened? No, no, no! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! Um. Uh, just so you know, Clark Kent is really Superman. I just want to put that out there. Uh, yeah, I don't think we can really talk about it. I'm going to have to edit that out later. Right. Uh, so we were, we, we met in class at Improv Olympic. Correct, yes. That was probably, what, two and a half? Well, two years, years ago. ago. Two, no, two, two years, years ago. ago. Uh, with Jason Pardo, I think. Jason Pardo. Oh, okay, so you, I must have had someone else first to start off. Yeah, you weren't in my first class. Yeah, that, that actually I didn't end up finishing. I was in this weird first class with a bunch of people who just kind of disappeared. Yeah, yeah, that happened um, in my first class too. Yeah, that's kind of the the pattern in improv. Is where you know you get fifty people who start and about three who see it through to the end. Exactly, you kind of weed out the people who are just looking to be funny, right? And you get the people who are really looking to learn how to improvise. And be funny, and, and get it, and get attention from and women. get attention from it. Yeah. Uh, see, because that's interesting. Because I had a teacher named Tom Booker, and I, I tend to agree with this theory. He said that improv is for lazy people, and it's basically the laziest performing art you can really do because there's no scripts to learn. There's really there's I mean there's rehearsing, but it's more like just practicing. Just I completely agree with that, and that was one of the things that really. Um, attracted me to it when I started in Toronto was the fact that I didn't have to learn scripts because I did plays all through high school and stuff and the worst thing for me was trying to memorize lines I hated that like with a passion so being able to get up there and wing it was great so you're so you're a lazy guy I am very lazy especially when I have to memorize things or study so it was it was a real good thing for me well see to me that's really the sad thing in all of this is that this is the laziest art form, you know, as far as, like, performing arts goes. Right. And yet, there's still that, you know, 50 out of 50 people, three are going to finish it. <laughs> so even, like, even though it's the laziest thing you can do, like, 
there's going to be 47 people who can't even do that. That's true. I mean, that's just pathetic. But when you think about all the, pe the good people who came out of the lazy improv, I mean, it you know, it's sort of a means to better and bigger things, right? Well, yeah. See, that's that's another one of my questions: is do you think improv will ever? Uh, do you think there's a future in it as an entertainment form unto itself, or do you think it's always going to be relegated as something that's like on the fringes that? you know, generally people do to lead to something else? Um, well, I think it's been proven that it can be an art form in itself or an entertainment form. I mean, look at Curb Enthusiasm and Significant Others and other shows like that. I mean, they're... But, I mean, but those aren't... those. That's not watching... You know, that's not strict improv. That no. in itself is, is a way to make a TV show through improv. Okay. You know, like, the really the only semi-successful example is... Whose line is it anyway? But I mean, that's kind of a joke because everybody knows they shoot like 12 hours and whittle it down to 30 minutes. Right. Well, uh, I was in an improv group in Cleveland for five years, and all we did were short form games that they did on Whose Line. And we entertained, you know, 130 people every Friday and Saturday night for five years. So, I mean, they seem to like it. But I think it gets a little boring for the performers because you do start, especially with short form stuff, you start, you know, if you're doing the same game repeating over, yourself, you start yeah. repeating yourself and you, you said, hey, well, it's more like you this fall into Prince the same, joke, right. this Prince joke worked last week, let me do it yeah, again. Yeah, you, you fall into like the same patterns. Yeah. As, as well. yeah. But I mean, you got to admit, like, you know, that's good, like 150 people, but I mean, still, that's not what you would call mainstream. No, I don't think it's ever going to be Lion King size entertainment. Right. I mean, and there, what I'm mainly referring to is there have been attempts. Like, there was some show, like you know, like every once in a while they'll they'll try and shoot improv and put it on TV, and it's just a spectacular failure. Yeah, yeah. I because there's just that. there's just something about like when you see it in person and you've seen like this, you know, it's almost like a tangible quality if you see like this person's thought process like evolving and creating something you know like like you said out of nothing well i don't know if you said that but you said something like that <laughs> i just i don't want someone to go back and listen and be like wait he didn't say that <laughs> this guy's a fucking liar <laughs> um but yeah i, th I think it's kind of like doomed to always it's a tool yeah I think that's what it's going to be but i mean you know wild and out now on mtv's an improv show I mean, that's pretty popular, um, but I, I remember, like, I was at the Chicago Improv Festival back in, like, 99, and um, there was, like, a Q&A with um, Adam McKay, you know, he was, like, the head writer on SNL for a while. Yeah. And he, uh, I, I asked him, I said, like, why don't they ever do improv on SNL? You, all you guys came from Second City and everything, and it's like, uh, you know, it... Uh, improv is just too much of a, a gamble for network time. I mean, you don't want to just set... Yeah, that's true, because for every time it's there. great, there's probably a hundred times where it sucks. But when you think about how many sketches on that show suck, it, maybe it's worth the gamble. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, don't, don't, don't say, don't say All right. that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned you're from Toronto, or, well, you yeah. went to Toronto. Was, are you referring to Second City, Toronto? Yeah, I, I that's where I first started improvising was at Second City in Toronto. How was that? It was great. Mm. Um, I I worked for the guy at uh, TV station. He was really funny, and I wanted to be funny, so 
I lived down the street from Second City, so I started taking classes. And actually, Colin Mockery was one of my teachers back then. So. Oh, speaking of whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Now, did you um, did you see a lot of shows there? Oh yeah, I, I went there um, pretty much every night of the week because I had no life outside of work. So. Um, well, luckily that's changed now. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm rocking and rolling. Stop crying. <laughs> um, so how did you? Yeah, you ended up in Ohio. Yeah. Now, now, how how does how do people end up in Ohio? Because I, um, I figured nobody actually goes to Ohio. Well, Ohio was a stepping stone for me to come here because since I'm Canadian, I'm not allowed to work in the U.S. So I got a job at a TV station in Cleveland that was willing to sponsor me and allow me to work in the U.S. So I had to put in seven years in Cleveland before I was able to get out and do what I want because I always wanted to come to L.A. and try and make a movie. So. That's why I'm here. So they don't. They wouldn't let you. They wouldn't let you work there. No, no. You had to get you know hired by someone who specifically wanted you. And you should have been one of those illegal immigrants. Uh, yeah, I should have. Because they they got it easy. They do. You know, driving around on their lawnmowers like they're better than us. I know. I know. Bunch but I, I hate yard work, so I wouldn't make a good illegal immigrant. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, you could do something else. <laughs> Teach a college class or something. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're a filmmaker. Um, well, I don't like to con consider myself that. I like to dabble right. in making little shorts and stuff. But eventually, I would like to make a movie. Yes, but I, I have no grand illusions of being, you know, famous and rich by it. So. Right. You're not, you know, trying to be Coppola. Or no. No. Some other people whose names I know but have never seen any of their movies. Right. Now. Fellini. But yeah, Fellini. You know, that yeah. sounds made up, but whatever. Now, you're known in improv circles for your intense hatred of Joe Herrera. Now, what do you think is my best feature as an improviser? Um, no, I'm just kidding. That's not a real question. Oh. Um, so, final, like, now, I write for a website called thefatfree.com. Yes, I believe I uh, turned you on to. You did. You, you uh, pointed that out to me. Now, how did you, what's your connection to those guys? How do you know? Uh, um, well, I'm friends with the guy who wrote that... Um, Look at my striped shirt article, which right. I despise. And uh, I don't despise. <laughs> when did I say I despised it? <laughs> and shut uh, up, Rick. <laughs> and God. Uh, so um, it uh, it started. It was started by a couple of guys from Kent University in in Ohio, and my friend Mike pulled. So that's the place where all those people got shot, right? Yes, that's where they all got shot in the '60s. That's um, awesome. Fucking hippies. <laughs> So that's how I know them is like he went to Kent, he knew them, and they started this website and the website really took off basically because of that one article and now they've written a book and they have a book and uh, They didn't decide to include me in that book, but that's all right. You I, came on a little I didn't get your name in there. That's, that's fine. No 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 there's Next no need book to you'll be there. But um, you should you should go to the fatfree dot com because Eric's got some really amazing articles on there. I really That is them. that that part is true. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. I like reading them; they always make me laugh. So. Now, now speaking, that was that was Mike Polk who wrote that, right? Yes. And yes. he came out here, and you did a sketch show with him. Yeah, right? yeah, we did. Uh, well, the first year I was out here, they did a sketch show at I/O uh, with this group called Last Call Cleveland that went over very well. And then he was that here. was the, the one with the Nambla "We're Gonna Fuck yeah. Your Kids" thing. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then um, he came here in the fall to work with HBO and. We were sitting around and I said, well, why don't you put on a show of all your stuff, you know, because he's got a lot of good writing and a lot of good sketches. So that's what we did. We, In six weeks, we put up an hour sketch show 
when and he wrote the whole thing and it was a combination of ones that he's done before and some new stuff and everything so go over well yeah yeah it went really well an hour is too long but that's fine <laughs> i would never i i don't care who it is I, if jesus christ himself came down and was like i'm putting on a sketch show i wouldn't watch it for an hour really i mean you never i mean most of them are like 90 minutes or more i mean an hour really isn't that bad yeah sketch has to be 30 minutes around same with improv really See, I, I, that's, I that's my opinion. I, I, I mean, think, I tend to get controversial, but yeah. yeah, I don't think half an hour is long enough for sketch. I think forty-five minutes is a good, good. good I, I could agree with forty. I could, I could sit there, but it's when it starts getting towards an hour. Yeah. Then, then I, you just start getting itchy in your seat, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I don't know. Well, I want to thank you for coming down because I, I got to keep these under yeah, around no the problem. ten minute mark. But it was. Was fun. Thanks for Started letting me invite myself. Yeah, no problem. Any any time. Yeah, I'll ask to do it again when I got more shit to say. So. Well, all right. Thanks. So this was uh, Rick Ferguson. You got anything to plug? No, not a thing. Not a thing to plug. All right. Well, this is Eric Filipowski, Hollywood Tony, signing off. And remember, I hate you guys. Now I'm just joking.